It's the same old story coming out of Baku. Red Bull take home maximum points, Ferrari disappoint Leclerc again, and the controversy of purposing reaches new heights. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Start Racing podcast. Didn't even breathe. <laughs> my name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben. Hi. What's going on, guys? Yancy, how are you doing? Do we have to talk about this race? We do. On today's episode, we'll talk about the Azerbaijan Grand Prix at Baku. We'll talk about porpoising or bouncing, as you know, it's commonly referred to. Uh, and then we'll also do a Canadian GP preview. So a packed episode. Uh, before we get into it, I want to make sure to mention our socials, Twitter and Instagram, at Jump to Start F1. Uh, if you're, obviously you're listening, but uh, make sure to hit us up as far as reviews go on your favorite podcast platform. Jump to Start Racing podcast leaves a couple of stars. Leave a review. Constructive, constructive criticism is always welcome. And I had to start, obviously, with the traditional question and then the traditional answer. Ruben, how was your weekend? <laughs> Too short. Yeah, thank you, buddy. I just wanted to hear it today. <laughs> just wanted to hear it today. <sighs> Yancy, how are you feeling, my man? How was your weekend? Uh, it started off well, ended up horribly. Mm. Well, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah, I went to Yankee Stadium, saw the Yankees clobber the Cubs. Did you scout out if they could possibly hold a race through Yankee Stadium? Um, I did. Uh, there's a few possibilities, but um, don't think uh, F1 management wants to go to the Bronx for a race. Are <laughs> you trying to say that uh, when they go to do a pit, pit change, it'll end up on bricks? <laughs> In the milk crate. Yeah, milk crate. Not, a, not even. <laughs> the car will disappear. <laughs> Magic trick. You see the brake calipers on the floor. All right, so... Uh, we'll talk about the news during the race week in review, so let's jump right into it. Okay. Gentlemen, a short view. I, I, I was about to do it. <laughs> Gentlemen, a short view back to the park. Nikki Lauda. Nope. <laughs> 20 years ago, looking out, Nikki Lauda. <laughs> That's why I said nope, because it's not him. <laughs> anyway, all right, so... <clears throat> so... All right, Yancy, your thoughts on this race weekend to start? Just to, I guess, overview. Uh, it's becoming a familiar pattern where you get excited on a Saturday, as a Ferrari fan, or me particularly, get very excited on a Saturday uh, because, you know, Leclerc takes pole, Ferrari are there on the first or second row, things start off. Well, uh, and then the race comes, and then everything just implodes. Mm. So, which is part of the reason why you really didn't get too excited about this poll, because just had a feeling something's wrong with Ferrari. Um, I told you guys before that when... Leclerc's engine failure happened in Spain. It felt like a turning point in the season where Ferrari does what Ferrari does. Uh, 
And then the next weekend, they had a massive blunder, uh, strategy blunder in Monaco. And, uh, you know, now we get this. So, yeah, it started off well, but uh, Red Bull are the victors. Ruben, what are your thoughts, man? The race sucked. The race itself. Yeah. I mean, after... That's because Ferrari didn't finish, right? No, and it wasn't. I think that was the hype. The hype was going to be the battle of the day between you know the Ferraris and the Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Ferrari went away, and just pretty much Red Bull just ran with the race. Yeah, I mean, uh, just ran. I mean, ran away with the victory. You know, because it seemed interesting, right? Like uh, when for when Leclerc took the lead because the uh, Red Bulls pitted, mm-hmm. and um, I think the Red Bulls made a mistake. They didn't pit under the uh, VS. Yeah, VSC? correct. They made a mistake. Yeah, they made a mistake by not putting in the VSC. So I thought, oh, this is gonna be interesting. A oh, little did I know. Maybe I should have expected it. But um, <laughs> yes, I'm the worst. Perplexed. Way. He looks like he's he's yeah, turning red just um, thinking about it. Yeah, man, uh, it's very frustrating. Checo Perez did say that that they saw that there was a mistake not to check. By the time they wanted to react on the BS under the BSC, the BSC was, was over. Late, yeah. It, it it almost looked like Red Bull almost gifted them the victory at mm. that point. I don't know if it, how it yeah, was going to play know. out, play out, but it was one of those mistakes that you can definitely capitalize on if you do it the right way. But then again, knowing Ferrari and their strategists, they probably would have messed that up too. Well, yeah, but the race was really uneventful. It was nothing really. I mean, right. So I, I was waiting for it. Like Ruben mentioned, Ruben mentioned the front, but there was like. There were, there were some overtakes, but it wasn't the typical, you know, well-done Baku that we have been expecting mm-hmm. now that it's been a spectacle over the last... There was one year that it was really boring, but... The first year? No, no, there was one after that, like maybe... Oh, it was 2019? Yeah, I think it was 2019. Yeah, that it was just really boring, but, you mm-hmm. know, 17, 18, and 20, they were all pretty good. Uh, what was it, 21? Anyway... No, but the, 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 that was my thought. After the most exciting part of that race, to be honest with you, was uh, Vettel trying to overtake uh, Gasly. Was it? No, no, Ocon. trying to overtake Ocon, and then he missed the. Uh, the he obviously missed the turn, but he snapped right back into it through a, a signature a Seb Spinarelli, but under control and got back into the race. Got a great result. Which I thought he was going to get a penalty for. You go, really? Oh, because he, because the way he yeah, rejoins the, the dangerous, rejoin. dangerous uh, joining, joining of the uh, rejoining. Yeah. All right, so really, the topic of the weekend is the porpoising. We had uh, Gasly say that F one needs to stop drivers ending up with a cane at thirty. That's how bad the the uh, bouncing is. Russell, only a matter of time before dangerous F one bouncing goes wrong, meaning a potential crash because the car is. Up in the air and not aerodynamically glued to the track like drivers are used to. We saw Lewis Hamilton almost go into the wall right before uh, the final, I guess we'll call it the pit straight. Um, Way too bumpy for Max Verstappen. He's saying that the track itself is bumpy. It's a street course. So to me, a lot of that is expected. Uh, The FIA, prior to the season, when they were doing testing, um, the clearance of the car to the ground was an issue. And there was talks of potentially mandating more clearance between the ground and the car to try and avoid mm-hmm. this type of uh, 
issue that was rejected by all the teams because, as we know, the floor is what's driving all of the, the downforce. downforce for the car. And they're, of course, going to choose performance over anything. Exactly. So, especially if they feel they have an edge over their competitors. Ruben, you were the first one to mention it amongst us while watching, I think, practice? Mm-hmm. Practice. Talking about practice? Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on, on the whole porpoising thing so far this season and especially this weekend? So, as the season progressed, we actually we obviously been have been seeing that Mercedes is the one with, like with the worst end of it. And was it for the Miami race that they would pretty much show almost none of it? So we thought no, it was actually for Barcelona mm-hmm. that they they made this massive this massive change in the way they were running the car. So we thought right, right there, okay, yo, maybe they saw that. This, yeah, this episode purposing is already over. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Monaco's and show that. Then we come back. We go to Baku, which, you know, you have to have a lot of that. You know, you have to use your arrow a lot. Mm-hmm. And now we get not just Mercedes. Mercedes is still the worst of them all. But every team pretty much was purposing as Mercedes, Ferrari. Rebel Dash with team itself doesn't know much, but Afatari did as well. Yeah. But they, everybody was just, you know, they're victim of this. Too. So we, we thought we were over the purposing hump. But we're still right in the mix of it. Yeah, I think that that you have to um something has to be clarified here too, because it's just not the aerodynamic purposing. It's a combination of obviously the car's bouncing, but the suspensions are harder. They're not as smooth as, you know, they don't take the bumps as well because of the new the new wheels, the, the new rims. So if you combine a bumpy track like any street track is, especially mm-hmm. like Monaco here in Baku. Along with the purposing, along with the f- that you know that you, and in order for you to get performance of the car, you got to ride it low. Um, all of that comes in together, and it's just causing. It, it it feels like it's almost like you're watching, like you're hearing a vibrator when you see the onboards. It's like, um, it must not be comfortable, especially in the position of the drivers where they almost have like their backs to the. the yeah, they're, they're laying. Out. They're essentially they're laying down. Laying down. Yeah. Here's a quote from Pierre Gasly, which I thought was very interesting. Um, The team is asking me, okay, can we compromise the setup? And I'm compromising my health for the performance. And I always do it because I'm a driver, and I always go for the fastest car I can, but I don't think the FIA should put us in a corner where we have to deal between health and performance. So that's the dilemma, right? Obviously, any team is going to choose, besides the driver, is going to choose to have a faster car. They're they're in a competitive environment. Any want, driver any is going driver, to choose. And as, as Gasly is doing. But now what you have is that they have a choice. Either I go faster or um, compromising my health, first of all, because obviously that's going to affect your back. But also compromising your life. Because we saw how Lewis almost hit the wall. And eventually, I think George Russell uh, said it, that eventually what is going to happen is that somebody is going to miss a breaking point, is going to, it can't can't see the apex, and is going to go into a wall because they're bouncing so severely. And, I mean, obviously this track, just because it has a long straight, um, is going to induce that purposing. But we're also going to go to other tracks. Well, I'm thinking, well, Canada is one of them next week, and Monza, where you have all straights. How's that going to turn up? 
we also have to remember that a, um, a couple of races ago, George Russell was already getting physical therapy for his back. Yeah. Because due to the purpose. But at that point, we were just mostly focused on the Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Now it's everybody. Everybody. Well, and, and everybody was mentioning that they 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 went, they got a massage before the race, after the race, every, every session, actually. Um, you look, know, look at Lewis Hamilton on the other race. He looked like he needed help to get out of the car. There you go. That's exact. That's I, I, I blank. But Lewis Hamilton looked like an old man <laughs> getting out of the race. Well, he's already an old man compared to other drivers. But I'm talking about like a, I'm talking about like a geriatric, like seventy year old man or something, bro. Why you guys are looking at me like me? Because you walk like that, you old fart. <laughs> Ruben yeah. is the only one that gets a fake ID to be younger. <laughs> wow. McLovin. Wow. McLovin. <laughs> so, all right. So, we mentioned Spain. It looked like the issues were gone. Yeah. We saw a lot of bouncing this past weekend. Monaco, I felt like I saw a lot of bouncing. It was just a much slower track. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I think they, they were not obvious because the speed was not there. Miami, there was a lot of bouncing, right? There was a lot yes. of bouncing. Wow. Miami. What do all those tracks have in common? Long straights, man. No, street what? tracks. Miami, Monza. What? I'm sorry, Miami, Monaco, Azerbaijan. And Spain is yeah, right. a regular, it's, it's a circuit. A, it's a circuit, yeah. Yeah. So the next couple of races, mm. Canada, circuit, Great Britain, circuit, mm-hmm. Austria, circuit, France, circuit, Hungary, circuit, uh, Belgium, it's Spa, it's a circuit, mm-hmm. Dutch, Zandvoort, it's a circuit, Monza, and then Singapore is going to be much. So I feel like there something needs to happen. Well, Singapore's a street track. Exactly. That's yeah. the next street track. Mm-hmm. But see how far that is. That's already in September, beginning of October. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I think it has to deal with obviously the track, the suspension because the suspensions are stiffer. Um, there's a lot of things. So maybe it, we hope. I'm hoping, and I think you're right in your assessment that because we have a dedicated circuit, and a lot of these tracks aren't as bumpy as a street track because obviously they're not used as often as a street. Obviously, um, maybe we might see some some relief, but. I don't know, man. It just, it, it's it's getting to the point where we as fans are watching it and we don't like it. It's affecting the product. Yeah, it, it, it is. Because honestly, um, and kudos to, kudos to Mercedes, considering that they're the ones that are suffering from this. And the bo- most. The most. And their drivers are bringing bringing it home like they're bringing in the points um so that was like, i was gonna say that like to me just mercedes having the problem okay we, so we have one team having the yeah, problem but, but this is not everybody now so that was like but this is not sustainable no i know what, what i'm saying is like mercedes having a problem okay so they have to work keep working on their cards you know to to go you know to find a, a solution for it if mm-hmm. it's just one team having this problem right but when it comes to now every team has it that's maybe because you're saying it's tired like what are you watching what are we doing mm-hmm. this has got to be fixed I forget who was it that po- I think it was F1 themselves that posted on Instagram or maybe it was WTF1. I think it was like Claire's onboard and like you know the helmet cam. Yo, it was so bumpy. It was making me nauseous. You like, read my mind. <laughs> I was like <laughs> because Holy we crap. see it on the on the overhead shot mm-hmm. looking down into And you like see them the bumping. Halo. You see them jumping. But on they that like, <laughs> on that um like on, on that helmet cam, it was terrible. It looks like I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Look like a vibrator. 
I mean, that's one way to describe uh, it. But that's what it is. It's just like vibrating. Like, it's like they put out a vibrator in the helmet and it's just going. And you got to keep your concentration going 200 miles per hour. Through a corner. Literally the longest straight on the track. Like, what are we? You, it, It's hard to change a technical regulation mandating drive height or ride height yeah. mid-season. Because that could mess up a lot of your aerodynamics and then even more it'll put teams at a disadvantage mm-hmm. but something has to change i'm i'm grateful that really there's one more street race left in the whole season and that's singapore so uh, what do you think of the attitude of of just letting the teams figure it out i mean that's why that's why i said my it's comment. one that's, what I'm that's why i said motorsport that's where my, my comment came in earlier, saying that if it was just Mercedes having the issue, my man, figure it out. Because everybody else already did. Mm-hmm. That's Now you go go to, back to the drawing board, whatever you got to do. Even what we were saying, because we thought it was just pretty much isolated to them earlier you know, earlier in the season, saying maybe they should add the side pots again mm-hmm. so it could stop the purpose. Because in, in my eyes at that point, it was just a Mercedes problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because by the you know, couple of, by the second or third race, most teams just went away from it. Mm-hmm. Now we come back. To, you know, to a high-speed track, wait a minute, everybody having the same issue. Like, everybody just went back six steps again mm-hmm. to sort of, you know, they're back, they're back to square one. Yeah. Mercedes obviously squared minus, you know, negative 20 or something. How about you? What do you think about that? I, I, I really just think that it is a – I think that the teams would be hard-pressed to figure it out because what happened? You're going – the faster you go, the more the car is pulling down. Mm-hmm. So any little bump that you hit is going to raise the car and it's going to suck it down mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. harder and faster, right? right? So it's very pronounced on on uh, that long straight in Baku where it's not as pronounced in Monaco. Because where are you going to get it? In the tunnel, that's where you're going to be able to hit the speed and the, and yeah. the start-finish mm-hmm. rate, right? You're not going to really see it. But you'll, you'll, you'll know if you have a problem coming out of Canada, coming out of Silverstone, because... There's such long straights there. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it won't be as bad of an issue. And it won't be... I don't think that the teams will be able to figure it out. It's going to be a track-dependent thing. And then also dependent on your driving line on the track. Because you're going to hit you're gonna hit different bumps a, a, across the whole track at any point in the track. So I to me, it's a... You hear it from me. It's an interesting engineering problem. I think that the the solve is really to just kind of figure out a suspension. But if you figure out a suspension, remember, now you're pulling away from your downforce. The car isn't coming down mm-hmm. as fast from the bumps. Now you're hurting yourself. So Yeah, and there's so many other things involved too because, again, the reason why they changed the suspension is because of the size of the rims, the 18-inch rims. Mm-hmm. Um, you mess with the floor, which is the most important part, but that's not easy to fix, as we saw with with Mercedes, because what Mercedes, the only reason Mercedes was, we're talking about in Spain and Barcelona, when they, the only reason Mercedes was able to kind of like control the purposing in that track, was because they brought a new floor, but it took them weeks for them to bring that new floor. So, uh, it's not an easy problem to fix. It's it's not a quick fix. It's something that's gonna take a while. To get it done. And I think that's the attitude that they're taking. It's like, you guys figure it out. Uh, unless the teams just say, listen, they got to be, you know, this has to change. We got to have some kind of new technical regulations where 
you got to have like a minimum or what minimum ride height or mm-hmm. maximum ride height mm-hmm. um yeah man but honestly like this is what you said earlier it's hurting the product like we see yeah. it and it's like this is not normal it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be this way so especially when, we, when it gets to a level of driving drivers being hurt by yeah. just doing what we would call a normal race right you know 50 laps or whatever 60 laps they're not supposed to get out of the car like they want to crawl right okay. and there were talks of hamilton potentially missing next week or there were talks of him missing this week too mm-hmm. because of the pain it's like dude what are we talking about here listen just the same way we don't want to see drivers die on track and which is why we push we we as fans want to see any safety measure implemented to save these drivers lives because we don't want to see that. We also don't want to have drivers get hurt, especially in the long term. That's not why we watch the sport for. And if they're saying, and it, and it seems like it's growing every week that we have a new driver, you know, saying that this is not good for our health, this is bad mm-hmm. for the long term, um, that's the only way they're going to be able to bring that change. Uh, we'll see what happens. But it's something that, again... The voices keep growing louder and louder every race that we go. And it's more important voices. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about George Russell's head of the GDPA. You have a seven-time world champion, Lewis Hamilton, talking about Even it. Even Max mentioned it Max finally mentioned this weekend. It. Yeah. And Pierre Gasly mentioned it. So, um, and you're going to have some drivers who are going to be like, oh, we're just driving. And, you know, they're trying to be tough guys. But we know what they're feeling. I mean, that's not... That cannot be a pleasant feeling. No. no. Just can't. I hate it in my regular car driving on 10th Avenue up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you hit the bricks. I hate it. <laughs> the co- oh, when you hit the, you mean the, co- oh, yeah. hit the, the rumble strip mm-hmm. on, on the side. I hate it. The cobblestones. Yeah. Where the uh, where, where the old uh, cobblestones are exposed. Especially when you like go all the way downtown. There's a lot of streets out there, yeah. The, cr- the entrance yeah. of the Cross Bronx on 181st is like that, too. Ugh. Well, that's because of the buses. Yeah, that's bad. Too heavy. Okay. Back to the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, not the uh, back to the- Washington <laughs> Heights Grand Prix, or <laughs> <laughs> well, the New York City Grand Prix. <laughs> so qualifying, uh, the qualifying order: Charlotte Claire, Sergio Perez, Max Verstappen, Carlos Sainz, George Russell fifth, Pierre Gasly sixth, Hamilton seventh, Yuki Tsunoda, Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso tenth, No McLarens in the top ten, uh, both. Both AlphaTauris, Sebastian Vettel continu- continuing the summer of Seb. Summer of Seb. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Which yes, you will, uh, will get to. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but uh, all right, so the the story, our prediction. Charles Leclerc again, again pulls out a monster lap to get pole position. His sixth pole in eight events and he's the first multiple poles sitter in Baku same driver correct the first driver to have multiple poles in Baku correct correct what more is there to say about this uh Wellington seems like you were correct in your assessment was it 16 poles? 16 poles this season that is my goal well that is my goal for Charlie um this this man he is a Unrivaled talent in a unrivaled talent in a one lap showdown. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not surprised. 
because we've seen this before from him. When you give him a car, especially a car that can go extremely quick on one lap, Lacroix usually brings it home. Not all the time, usually. And if somebody's going to take pole over him, it has to be one hell of a lap, just like we saw Perez do in Saudi Arabia. Correct. Um, the only other pole he didn't get was in Italy, Emilia Romagna, and that was Max Verstappen. I got it. Now, at some, at one point before Sergio put in his lap in qualifying, during his final lap, Leclerc was five tenths, half a second ahead of everyone else. And I was like, okay, yeah, my man is on today. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Perez put in a sec, uh, put in a, a second qualifying lap that was three tenths behind him. Right. That that's what that is evolution. Massive gap. Yeah. So, what does that tell you? Leclerc is on form this season on Saturdays. Well, then you then he was Saturday. No, but all right, he's on. But is it just on Saturdays? I mean, if you recall, he messed up. What was it in in Italy? He messed up. Mm-hmm. Also, I think in Miami, he messed up. What happened in Miami? I think he drove off. He he went off on Miami. Or am I thinking about another location? No, that was Spain. Spain. Okay, Spain. That was Spain. You're right. That was Spain. Um, but in Spain, he retired. No, mm-hmm. then that was during qualifying. That wasn't even the race. Okay. So the past three races, Leclerc has been on pole, about to win. Wait, wait, but Le- Leclerc did make a mistake. In Miami. Was it Miami, right? Yeah. Was it Miami? I'm pretty sure. Where, where he was almost about to take Checo, or Checo was about to take him, and he made a mistake that he dropped back to like he was six. Yeah, and then he had to come back. Yes. No, that was in... Um, I know he did it once. I don't know if I'm not sure yeah. if it was Miami. Oh, no, it was so, in, that yeah, was in Imola. That was in Italy, yeah. That was in Imola. Oh, yeah. All right, sorry. Sorry continue. to interrupt you, Mr. Okay. Yancey. Just wanted to clarify Mr. that. Yes, Mr. Yancey. I, I'm not saying that Leclerc's been perfect, but what I'm saying is... No, no, you're, you're clearly being a Leclerc fanboy, but I think I... Tr- uh, listen, I'm just stating facts here. Okay. Okay. So the last three races, we're talking about Spain. Mm-hmm. He was dominating that race, engine fade. Yes. Okay. Monaco. Was that was, like the, the turbo one, right? It was the engine or the, the turbo? There was a turbo. Whatever, one it of those It was determined it was a turbo. Um, Monaco, the team <laughs> let him down with his with their strategy call when he was leading the race. And again, this weekend, he's leading the race. Mind you, we don't know if he was going to win this race because obviously there was a different strategy as far as pit stops, but he's still leading the race and the engine blew again. So as far as form, I think Leclerc is good. The team has let him down. So uh, just a little curiosity when you're talking that came to my head. Um, So most of the time the team knows when the engine is about to blow overheating or whatever. So, as a Ferrari driver, where you would have taken maybe finishing, maybe in the top ten instead of a DNF, of if course, you, if you turned on the engine or just you know, but then then would you get penalized because you started working on the engine modes? No, you're what not. No, 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 no. You can. You know what I'm saying, right? No, because they even told Max to slow down again on mm-hmm. this race. So it's like you can, you can, uh, you, you can slow down. You, you just can, can't get better. 
like no, but a, I don't think you can change like a, like, you know, you're not changing the engine mode but you're you're taking it easier on the car gotcha. you can lift more you, there's all kinds of stuff that mm-hmm. you could do you could not rev it all the way up um, so pretty much that's, that's you know did the engine not give these people any warning that it was about to blow or anything like probably that probably so. not probably not dude it seems like that what that's what happened that, that it, it started was, smoking right away it was just boom quick so mm-hmm. I don't know if Yancey actually made his point you said he was on form He's been on form. No, I did. I say he's been on form. Leclerc has put it on pole. He's been leading races. If he's not leading the races, he's in the front row. The team has let him down. And the team has let him down to the point where um, he's lost his lead in the championship. A very comfortable lead he had in the championship. Yeah. And they've lost, as a team, they've lost a very comfortable lead in the championship in the constructors. To the point where they're now, what? Down 80 points. 80 points, which is massive. The and he's in third place in the drivers. Yes. Went from first to third because now Sergio's in second. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's disappointing. Ferrari doing Ferrari things. Across the last... Being a fan sucks. Across the last four races, he's scored... Across the last four races, he scored 30 points. That's tough to swallow. Yeah. In the last four races? Across the last four races... 30 points, bro. Max Verstappen. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, 25 plus one is 26. Another 50. That's 76. Plus another third. That's uh, 76. That's 91 points. That's hard to overcome. And Max has five out of eight victories this year. Mm-hmm. It's funny that. <clears throat> sorry. It's funny that the reliability at the beginning of the season was a rebel issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the trunk is open. Well, the little ghost came out of Ferrari. Championship, championship teams usually figure it out, and uh, Red Bull has figured it out. So, uh, all right. So, just rounding out qualifying, because I do want to talk about reliability. Just rounding out qualifying. So, Sergio Perez, dude has been on fire. On fire. Second second place front, front row for him. Mm-hmm. Not the pole. Uh, but he has just been on another level, essentially since Miami, I want to say. He's mm-hmm. just been driving lights out, really pushing, putting himself in the name for, in the discussion for driver's championship to the point where if he had won that race and it kind of stayed status quo, like the from when it started, right? Mm-hmm. With Perez and then Leclerc and then Max third, it would have been tight at the top, really tight at the top. Which is what we want to see. Is he going to be a threat rest of the year? Oh, um, based on based on the way that yeah. he is now able to qualify. So I want to stick to qualifying discussion. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Based on the way he's able to now qualify. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Um, the he's definitely not he's, a he's a threat for pole in most qualifying sessions. Now, yes. You know, it's not, we haven't been, we've never seen that from him. So now when, before, probably like the first two races, um, you would say it's either between Max or or Leclerc, but now um, Perez is a factor. But remember the qualifying he had in Jeddah, so you can't even say it in the first two races. Well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, all right, man, he got, and he put in a monster lap in Jeddah. So yeah, um, yeah, he'll be a threat. Um it just depends. He's been if, there. He's been on it. 
it de- yeah, he's been on it. I think um, it depends on the team and what they let him do. I think this. Uh, well, qualifying into the race. Or we're just talking about qualifying. We're, we're talking about qualifying. Just he's okay. fo- we're focused on qualifying on. Okay. So but, the team can't really control that much on that. No, but he'll be a threat. Uh, that, there's I think no all year doubt long, about that. Yeah, all year long, he's, yeah, he, he's not going. He's he has. It seems like he worked on his qualifying because mm-hmm. he was never that good of a qualifier. He, we we always you know yeah we always got on him because of that. So to relate it to the race, fastest lap here, fastest lap in in uh, Spain. The guy's on his craft. Yeah, he's yes. on. There you go. That's a perfect way to say it. Perfect okay. Say it. All right. So now let's talk about the race. So the way I want to jump into this is this. So we saw why at the you, start of the race. Me like that? We saw at the start of the race that you see that again. Perez that Perez <laughs> jumped out. Why are you so sensitive, bro? Sorry. Perez jumped out, took the lead from Leclerc uh, from the front row. Max was right behind him. Blah blah blah. There was an engine failure. There was an engine failure and a brake by wire failure. Brake by wire for signs and the engine for Leclerc. So that makes it two DNFs for Charles Leclerc. Three DNFs for Carlos Sainz. Two DNFs for Max Verstappen. And the the guy that we are saying is a threat, no DNFs. And he's still second place. I thought he had one in Bahrain. Oh, actually, you're right. It shows him as 18th. Yeah. His failure was at the end of the race. But you're right. He had a DNF. So. Yeah, sometimes I'm on it. Sometimes. What's the difference, you know? Uh-huh. What's the difference? Yeah. I thought I thought this guy was challenging here. Is it is it because he's just now rounding into shape? I I think yeah, of course. You said Miami, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Miami he was for. Well, there's eight eight reasons. I mean, there's eight reasons. Eight, eight reasons. races. So you sound like a YouTube video. Yeah, I know. There's eight reasons there's why. Eight reasons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But listen, there's, there's eight races. We can cut those in half. And you and you just said it yourself. Since Miami, he's been Number on. six is a doozy. Yeah. Um, But just look at the chart, man. Look at look at the... Uh, but besides Bahrain, the, Max has won five out of eight races, man. That's the difference. So in Saudi Arabia, won four. Uh, Max winning. Um... He got second place in Australia. Max retired there. But then you have the other races that they finished, 1-2, one, 1-4, two, one, one, and 3-1, which he won in Monza. In Monza. And then another 1-2. Monaco. Monaco, sorry. I said, <laughs> M-O-N. Yeah. And then you have 1-2. So that's the difference between him and, and Max at the moment, is that Max is winning the races. Um, he was in contention to win this race as well, but he couldn't manage his tires correctly. You think it was then? Another team just hey, let Max through. No, he had he had issues no. all weekend. He yes. had issues. No, he did not. No, he was, couldn't keep up with the toe. The, His the, race sucked, by the way. The reason the reason why they um, that the famous no fighting that that was the radio message that mm-hmm. came out of this weekend. The reason why they told him not to fight was that. They already knew that his tires were gone way more than Max was. They were degraded. They were degrading that fast, and he even acknowledged it after the race. So, you know, everybody was asking him, how do you feel that, you know, the team told you not to fight? He's like, no, it's fine. It's a, it's a, it was a good call because I had high tire degradation. So even if I were to go faster, I wouldn't be able to keep up the pace that Max was going because my tires were gone. So, and at that point, it's just tire management. 
All right, so the race. I like I like that. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I, I like that he's able that he he sees it that he does he is not being shown even if 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 the I guess the you know the reporters want to try or us try to make it into something on another team just tell you to back off whatever but the data is there and he's able to you know see it right away instead of yeah you know maybe having that energy feeding to his mind and stuff like that mm-hmm. that you know my the role might might overtake him you know hurt him or not yeah exactly on the actual and that's what happened in Spain that there was no clear data and it was let him through and exactly. yeah but I, it looks like they figured that that they, they figured their issues out there no so, no so he had he had his both of his pace up were Horrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. It took way too long. They, you know, so he things happened in the race that also did not help. You know, obviously he's you know becoming being clear a clear winner in the race. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so Max had an awesome race, and that's much why he won. And let me tell you, it's surprising too because Checo is usually really good on his tires. They call him he's a tire whisperer. Yes, so he's built in traction control. So it's surprising that I guess he miscalculated, but that was that no, was it, really the defining. Remember, even if you had Mister Time, you know, traction control, that could help you and also hurt you. Maybe yeah. this weekend, for him trying to preserve the tires, hurt him in, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Is there anything further to talk about Ferrari? Really, Sainz didn't even like get a chance to race. Sainz didn't and win. Ne- neither did Leclerc, Leclerc, to be honest with you, because they they went into the first pit and that was pretty much it. He was actually yeah. starting to get faster. By the time that signed, no Leclerc. Leclerc. Oh yeah, yeah. By the time that he had to uh, retire the car, yeah. I mean, because he was on, well, he was on hards. They weren't that much older than uh, than Perez or Verstappen. Uh, he was going pretty quick, and then the engine failed. Signs didn't even have a chance. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, it's just messed up that keeps happening to him as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a team. I, I, this. Listen, you can blame Sainz for a lot of things as far as his results this season because he's pl- made plenty of mistakes. But in this particular race, it was a team that let him down. Hydraulic failure. So, uh, you know, Ferrari has a lot of things to figure out. It doesn't look good for them, to be honest with you. So, Mr. Consistency, George Russell, George Russell. On, Dude. on the podium. I think they told him that over the radio, too. What's that? You know when they were, when and I saw the video earlier of the like of the, of the weekend raiders or whatever, and when the, after the race was over, his engineer or whatever, hey, Mister Consistency does it again. Something you know, something with Mister Mister Consistency. Fifteen points, third place on the podium once again this season. This actually makes his third podium this season. Who would have thought <laughs> coming into the season where we saw how Mercedes was almost. Not laughed out because, you know, they're still a strong team. But they were in discussion like, wow, they look really bad. He willed the car. Well, there was a lot of issues. Obviously, both Red Bulls retired. Uh, The McLaren for Lando Norris did not do well on the first race. So it was a Hamilton podium and a George Russell fourth. But since then, it's just been you see George Russell just putting in the results. Yeah. The only driver to finish in the top five in every race. I just want to see that. Yeah. Um, he's qualifying. I mean, obviously, he's not qualifying at the top. But he's qualifying up there, but he's staying up there. And whenever he's had a chance to come from the back, he has. Uh, which is not many races, but he's just he's driving really well. Um, he's being Lewis Hamilton, which is a lot. And Lewis Hamilton, I think, had a really good race. Uh, he qualified seventh. He, came, he finished uh, right behind Russell in fourth. But, um, yeah, I mean... 
George Russell, along with Lewis Hamilton, are really like keeping Mercedes within striking distance. I don't know if they're going to win the championship, but they'll be up there with the second and third, depending how reliable Ferrari. No, the way the way they're going now, they'll be definitely be best third. of the rest. Definitely yeah. third. Yeah, best of the rest. So, but and but uh, one thing that you have to look at. I mean, if when whenever Lewis Hamilton does retire, it sort of seems like they have a driver that can step up to that number one spot and not only qualify high because we know that he's really good at qualifying. That's a given, Mister Saturday. But he can also bring in bring in the points and bring the car home for a win if given the chance. Yeah, I think that uh, George Russell's results are a direct correlation to his time at Williams, where they really had to do a lot of thinking on their feet and different alternate strategies to kind of figure out how to maximize the points from a crappy car. Right. So now it's like you're thinking on your feet, you're you're maximizing. I, I wish I should probably go back and listen to a lot of his team radio because there's probably a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. based on you know his time, his experience with Williams, and just trying to almost stealing points so many times where they really shouldn't have been that high. Yeah, I feel like that type of experience definitely helps in this type of situation. Lewis Hamilton, driver of the day. Uh, I think he needs to get his head out of his ass, to be 100% honest. he If he had his head in the game, he would be the one in the podium. Yep, I yeah. agree with you. I, that, that's what you I, I think he's not driving. I think... He's not comfortable at all. It's like well, he's work. not comfortable, and we don't. And I don't blame him. The car is horrible. Um, okay, I know what. Let me no, Total Wolf, point. I think called a shed box. No, 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 or no, no, no. Yeah, he called it a shed box. The car's horrible. Um, they're not fighting for a championship. They're they're not. They can maybe they can fight for a podium. Bro, they are solid third. In the but we're talking about the Ferrari a driver. Be, be careful. They probably able to take. That's Ferrari what I'm saying. Yeah, in the yeah. depending on how what Ferrari does. Yeah, I mean because they're only 30, 34 points. There's not a lot of good noises coming out of Ferrari as far as they're fixed to their reliability. Thirty-eight points difference. Um, but yeah, uh, Lewis Hamilton, if he had a little bit more motivation, meaning that if there was a clear cut path to where the car can get better it's not porpoising i think he'd be driving better i think that it's a big letdown um when you have been fighting for race wins and championships for the past eight years and this season you can't even like you're lucky to get fourth or fifth um that's a big letdown for somebody who's been driving you know at the top of course yeah and we've we saw that with Vettel. it's the same thing that's a big hit on your motivation, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I should be driving a better car. I should seen be it with in a Alonso. situation. See, and Alonso's driving it out, too. But it's true. It's just like, when you're that caliber driver, you kind of need a little bit more of like that, that motivation to win and to get the best result possible at the top. I'm not talking about in the midfield. I'm talking about at the top. That motivation will affect you. You won't have it. And um, obviously, these are championship drivers. So at some point, he'll moan about it, but he still brought it home. He brought it home fourth mm-hmm. in a car that, that's really bad to drive. So those are the kind of results that you get. But I think that for you to get that extra 10th, for you to have, for, for you to get that, that extra like push to do, to, to go a little bit further, to do some like superhuman 
unnatural things, as we've seen Lewis Hamilton do all the time, um, you kind of need that motivation to win. And right now, there is none. There's no path to winning. It just seems like it's a crapshoot every weekend. It's like you think you're going in the right direction, and then you take another step back. Yeah. And that's the way it's been. Okay. Here's my next question to you guys. Where do you see this driver finishing next week? He was sixth this week, 10th the week before, 11th before that, 17th, and then 8th before that. So we saw two two Ferraris uh, go out, and I'm talking about the summer of Seb, Sebastian Vettel <laughs> turning it on. Uh, so we saw the two Ferraris go out. So if they were in there, you got to assume that he would be 8th, right? Yeah. We're now going from a fast track to a fast track in Canada. Where do we realistically, do we continue to see Sebastian Vettel improve with that green bull? If we really want to call it a shitbox of a, uh, what Total Wolf used, I'm going to use it for the Aston Martin. I don't know if that car is as bad as we thought it was. I think that or maybe the changes helped. The changes quite a bit. helped. Yeah, the changes helped. It seems the like they're understanding it. The more. clone. Well, as we saw with the the first clone that they did, which the was pink the, the, the pink uh, the pink Mercedes, it, it it we it was quick, but they had they needed some time to understand that, and it got better as the as the season went on. Even though they, sh- I think that season they should have done a lot better, but they are understanding the car more. Lance Stroll doesn't help because he's driving like crap as he usually does. Um, so the only one that would understand the car better and can give positive feedback or just try, you know, just give the engineer something to work with and improve the car would be Seb. Obviously, he's a four-time world champion. Um, but yeah, I see him at least fighting for points next week. Yeah. The car seems to be better. He seems to, you know, he's over the whole COVID hangover, which mm-hmm. obviously when he came back, he missed the first two races, did not do well his first two races. Um, But he slowly but surely, he looks like the old Seb. He, you know, he's overtaking on track. He's bringing in the results, qualifying better. Um... Yeah, I, I, it's so close in that midfield that anything is possible. Because right now, like we, we can have the pecking order. Obviously, is Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, and then we don't know who's next. It just depends on the weekend. That's, that's the pecking order. No. What is it? Red Bull. Then Ferrari. Well, I mean, in the groups, like you have Red Bull and Ferrari. <laughs> Mercedes. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Wow. Listen, man. Ain't no, ain't no shame in my game. Wow. Ain't no shame in my game. <laughs> no, but... But uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're Red Bull and Ferrari. But I'm talking about, like, those top two teams. You have Mercedes, which is like... That they're about to take over Ferrari as yeah, well, the constructor. Like, they're like... Okay, they're, but then the rest of the pack, the rest of the midfield is like... It's either between Alfa Romeo... Aston Martin, McLaren, and Alpine, and and uh, so, and and this week and now uh, we have Alfa Tori. That's exactly what I was going to So, 
So, so on the set, then I believe what's happening with him is he's getting more comfortable in the car. I think this car, the new clone, is working for him mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Yes, on a, on a better, like on a it's more. A, it's more his driving style. It's a, yes, it's a, it's a Red Bull car. <laughs> <laughs> Has a, a, a grippier rear end. Yeah, that's that's usually the case. So <laughs> he will be. He'll be in the top. He will continue being in the top ten. You know, hopefully with the two four hours. Not going now. He'll probably be eighth. And let me tell you something. To solidify that position, you know what? To to make that position his, his six seventy. His car control when when he tried to overtake after yes he jinxed him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I was gonna say that when he, when he finished the point. <laughs> so uh, who wants to tell the story? You okay? So. Obviously, we're watching the battle between Ocon and Seb. Seb is getting closer and closer. And I'm just thinking to my head, I'm like, all right, Seb is going to overtake him because he looked clearly quicker than Ocon. And I'm like, damn, man. You know, Seb, you know, he's, he's, on, he's, on his, he's on his A game right now. Like He's driving really good the past few weeks. And on cue, as that happens, Seb cooks his brakes locks up and goes into the the runoff the runoff but then after that he did the coolest like spin and just went right on the track again like his control of that car was on point dude it was like not even five seconds yeah, from when I'm, you said that to when he went off it was not not even two <laughs> and then you guys were laughing at me which is fine you jinxed him <laughs> but Look at the result that we got. Yeah. So I I was right on my assessment. The guy's been Bro, he's been getting better and better every race. He's driving like the old sub. He felt so uncomfortable in the car. He even said on the radio that he wished he you know he had a little more time just to challenge, you know, Lewis that was in front of him. Yeah. If he gets motivated, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be to have old Seb back the Inspector Seb, the, yeah, the technical, you know, the mayor of F1. like, mm-hmm. And also, shout out to Lewis. Finally was able to do a clean overtake of Ocon. He did it this weekend. First time ever. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he and Magnussen <laughs> collided with Lewis uh, during, I think, lap one. They collided. Uh, anyway. In this race? Yeah. Pierre Gasly. Um, Damn race director. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Pierre Gasly. Just continues doing ghastly things. It would be a real shame if he doesn't have a drive next year. Oh, he'll have a drive next year. He's just showing too much. And then they kept going back and forth, showing him and Ricardo, uh, you know, fighting each other, which could be the battle for the McLaren seat. You never know. But that's because Ricardo had not pitted. Correct. Correct. Well, remember that um, the person who has the out that can trigger the out clause in the McLaren contract. Is Ricardo? Oh, the team I didn't know can't that. do that. No, so 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 he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but isn't this his last year? Or he has one more year. There's one more year after this. Gotcha. Twenty three. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, uh, McLaren's eight and nine looked okay. Nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 you know, I think um, there was a bit of a battle between uh, him and uh, Ricardo. I think also they compromised. Maybe probably made the car a little higher because they they don't look like they're bouncing that much. They just don't have the performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like right, this whole weekend, and you know, maybe the little battle was, between him and 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 Ricardo, you know, Norris and Ricardo. This whole weekend, they were nowhere as far as like either getting attention from you know something going on, or just the fact that you know the rumors. Oh uh, yeah, they were they were fighting at the end. But yeah, I don't. But it was all within the team saying, "Hey, who, 
let's do this. If you're able to overtake Alonso, then you know we're fine. But if you don't do that before the end of the race, you have to give the place back to Ricardo. Do you think that this was like a definitive, as far as teammate battles are concerned, a definitive win for Ricardo? No, no, man, no. Why not? Because I think Norris had more pace than him still, mm-hmm. and they, the team prevented him for. He was attacking at the end. Yes. I don't know. All right. Uh, is okay. it a turning point for no, Ricardo? I don't think so. Dude, I don't think so. Come on, it's a, it's a, what is it? Eighth place? Okay. Yeah. No, no, because what it's I, McLaren though. No, because I think <laughs> Norris had very good pace, you know, throughout the race, but because Ricardo was in front of him, they had given teams, you know, instruction. Hey, if yeah. do overtake him, but if you don't keep moving forward, you have to give the place back before the end of the race. So mm-hmm. they were like, okay, okay, yeah, we, we could cool. go somewhere, but if we don't go nowhere, we we'll go back to the way so we were. So it wasn't one of those like, yeah, nah. Lando right. Norris, fifty points. Daniel Ricardo, third, uh, fifteen. Thirty-five point lead. Okay, so Hector's happy. Speaking right of fifteen, guys, Nicholas Latifi. I'm yeah, Nicholas Latifi finished fifteenth. What? But that's because five cars retired. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, that was impossible. Fifteenth, five cars retired. So, do we know why it was Magnuson that retired? Right? Magnuson. Magnuson retired. I don't. I don't. Engine. It was engine. Engine. Joe you also engine. No, uh, that wasn't an engine. That was something to do with with, uh, with something sober. Something to do, yeah, with their, a sober part. Their, with their sub, uh-huh. yeah. But either way, um, <sighs> Lance Stroll because he sucks. Charles Leclerc, <laughs> we know, and Carlos Sainz, we know. Um, yeah, four uh, uh, four out of the five cars that retired at Ferrari engines. Okay. With that said, didn't we have an episode like that of uh, where it was Mercedes cars? Though? Yes, the first episode of this season. Or something to that effect. That they were all really slow. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on that note, turned. Canadian Grand Prix preview. Da, 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 da. Let's start with trivia. What's up? I don't have crap, but. Do you, do you not? No, I don't have anything. Jeez. I really wanted to ask some questions okay, so about Canadian Grand Prix. Do we just do history then? Like, do you really not have anything? I don't have anything for Canada. We didn't get ready for anything. But history, obviously, you know. This th- guy sat here for like 20, 30 minutes and we were just waiting for him. Trying to look for something out, to say, but I couldn't. What do you got to say? No, I was just, you know, obviously, due to the pandemic, we haven't raised you. Know? I got a trivia question. For okay. okay. Let me just say this. Because of the pandemic, we did not raise you in the past last two years. We were supposed to come here last year, but because of travel restrictions, made it. Impossible for us to come. Mm-hmm. What's your trivia question? Is? Who is the circuit named after in Canada? It's a trivia question. Yeah. Joe well, Benu. Benu, yeah. yeah. So then say it. It's a trivia mm-hmm. question. <laughs> you, uh, that wasn't you he said it first yeah, yeah. I know but that, I was like okay is he really asking me that <laughs> okay it was most, one better question than you had most <laughs> Very, nice, nicely done yes. thank you for that thank you for that wow you guys talking crap and talking crap about the, the trivia master no trivia wow <laughs> listen the next race after this is Great Britain you can start preparing now uh, all right most winningest driver in Canada, Lewis Hamilton mm, and Michael Schumacher. It's a tie. Six, right? Seven. Okay. Most winningest constructor. Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Duh. Something to be proud of. 
And then we haven't raced here since 2019. We were there. We oh, were there 2019. That we was the infamous race it? where where uh, they took the victory away from Seb. From Seb, yeah. The where Seb numbers. switched the numbers. We was it 2019 or 2018? We were there. I know we were there for that one, but was it 2018 or 2018? 2019. 19. 19. Yeah, 2019. Because we went to both. We went 18 and 19. 20, was that 19. just a setup to gloat? Like, what year was it? Because we were there for both. <laughs> Can we not gloat? That's... I mean, you guys talk about talk about Monaco all the time. Not me. He does. Jesus. Okay, so anyway, no further history, Ruben? Oh, no, that's it. Wow, so no, that's Robert, could we? We really didn't this... even prepare anything. Jesus. So what the hell were we waiting for before we recorded? I was trying to find something. Wow. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> predictions. <laughs> predictions. I'll go first. Charlotte Claire on pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that too. I'm with you on that one. <sighs> yeah. You could probably downgrade him to a Mercedes and I would still say he'd be. Wow. Can you? <sighs> I'm not excited about this prediction. Because yeah, Leclerc's going to be on pole. Whoop dee can do but then what happens during the race it'll be max perez and then leclerc do you get to finish this one yeah come on you have to bet on him (laughs) yeah it's his face (laughs) you have to bet on him finishing come on so you'll be paul will be leclerc who's after him max or or perez in your in your i think it'll be max and then perez after i think that the it starts to get reversed Max will start to pick up more momentum. Yeah. And we'll go from here. Mm. I don't want to see that, but yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's the way I mean. Uh, I say Paris wins. Paris wins. Because the only reason Paris didn't challenge Max this race in Azerbaijan was because of the tire deck. But I think you have more data. Uh, maybe you have more data. You know Canada a little bit better. Maybe he knows how to. How do you, you haven't raced here in three years. Uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling. New tires, new cars. How do you have more data? I got a feeling. Okay. So, okay. so now you don't have any feelings, data, not right. facts. Okay. Yeah, that's the way it's I thought going. that was next week. Huh? I thought that was next week. Yeah, we could bring it up a week. Can you feel <laughs> Listen, I've been in my feelings all weekend. About I, this I, see yeah, I see that. I see that. You know? So, so disappointing. I think it will be a, a Leclerc Pope, but he does not win. I think the win will be a toss between Max or Paris, man. That's. Sucks. I think it's Leclerc pole until otherwise, until yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. proves us wrong, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if Paris has in Canada the same kind of race he had this weekend, he's not obviously not going to win. But if he has a tight race weekend, as far as like that, they don't you know he comes to pit and he has a, a quick you know quick pit stops that you know tire works for him whatever he'll he'll be he'll be past Max. Not not just saying that he'll pass overtake Max on the track, but he will be at a position where the team is not going to let him. Hey, pa- let Max th- let let Max through. Let me put it. Let me put it this way: Ferrari, if Ferrari don't have to change their in, if they have to change their engine for this race, yeah, Leclerc has a ten place grid penalty. Already? Yes. Yeah, because you have to. Do I a thought that this would be like his third engine. No, you have to do a certain number of races, right? Yeah. Oh, you also have to do a certain number of races. Yeah. So he'll get it to... Ooh. Now, if they bring in the, like a turbo from an like yeah, older yeah, yeah. engine, they can do that. But what does that mean? That engine is still compromised. So they won't be able to run that engine as hot because they're not going to risk another DNF. Yeah. So it's a, it's a possibility that you actually might have science finish ahead of Leclerc. 
because science has fresher parts. We might have rain too. Oh, yeah, I heard it was gonna. Rain. We might have rain that yeah, this weekend. I heard it was gonna rain too. I hope so. That that, that changes terrible. the race completely. Too. Yeah, we'll get one of those crazy races like when Jensen Button came from like last to first. <laughs> <laughs> no history on the track. You, you see? see, look, look, I did my homework. I think uh, Fernando Alonso does well. <laughs> I think Fernando Alonso does well this week yeah. as they continue to do really well in fast tracks, yeah. the Alpines. And all right, so then let's do top five. Let's do top five. Okay, how about how about top seven? Because okay. four of the top five will be the two teams. Yeah. Okay. So all right, so outside of the top. I think placing top out of the next set will be George Russell, then Lewis Hamilton, then then probably to me, I would say Pierre Gasly. Ahead of Sainz? No, no. After the He's, top he has Sainz on oh, four. After, after the first teams, four, okay. Yeah. So he has Sainz right. on four. Okay. That makes sense. You? I mean, George Russell has to be in the top five because he has to continue that streak. So George Russell on fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would put Pierre Gasly six, then Lewis, because Pierre is on fire. Yeah, if he if he continues to have, but so is Hamilton. It's just I know he needs to understand that he is actually on fire. Huh? He needs to under, he yeah. needs to believe he's <laughs> himself. On fire. Yeah, <laughs> that he has to go pick up the trend himself. And I think Alonso eighth, Seb ninth. Here's what I'm wrestling with. Russell. Um, Hamilton's really good at this track. Is he? His first win was here. Yeah, he's really good at this track. Of is he six, seven wins? Is it? His first win was in this track. Yeah, part of history. Give you, give yourself a round of applause, and then another congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. Um, I'm gonna say. That it's going to be, after fourth place, we're going to have uh, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell. Um, Alonzo, man. Alpines are really good at these fast tracks. They're really quick at these long, these tracks where they have long straights. They're really good at it. So I'm going to put them, I'm going to put Alonzo ahead of gas. Not ahead of Seb. And ahead of Oko. Okay. Boys, anything else? For us, it's an awesome race because it starts a little later. And yeah, so I prefer I prefer the early. I got so used no, to the early the Me early too, races. but it brings a twist as well to us that we could sleep in on Sunday. Why do you... You know what, man? Stop sleeping in on Sundays, bro. It's a summer. Okay. We get 12 weeks of summer. I'm sorry, Jens. 12 weekends. But you don't have to hit me. I got you. Want, want, want to you, man. Anyway. <laughs> Stop sleeping in. The um, All right, so that's pretty much it. Guys, uh, make sure to follow us at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. A couple stars. Constructive criticism is always welcome. Always. Yes. Anything else? It's race week again. Yeah, quick turnaround. We're going to have like back-to-backs for the next few uh Races. So we gotta take a break after Canada, another back to back, and then we have a, we have a, Great Britain and then Austria. Yeah, and then we have where is it? 
And then France, and, France, and, France and Hungary, another back-to-back weekend, right before the summer break. So they're coming thick and fast. Hello. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.